0: Welcome to the O Shift for Teens podcast, a show where I team up with a thought leader and we discuss a new topic question that will help you better understand your teens. I'm your host, Mark Tucker, co author of O Shift for Teens and its accompanying workshop kit and curriculum. This super easy to facilitate, life changing material is being used by folks just like you throughout the United States and beyond. Head to oshift.com and choose one of the many ways you can become involved in this worldwide movement. Well, Hello again and welcome to the show. I'm excited about today's show. I have a pretty uh, sobering topic to talk about with Alice Jordan-Miles. She is uh, out of Indiana and she has uh, lots to say about the topic of suicide suicide prevention. Uh, of course, uh, it's a major issue for teens always, but um, lately there's some things going on that makes this a very poignant conversation. She's awfully busy these days. She took a few minutes uh, with me to talk about... Um, This topic. So, you want to stay with me for that. In the meantime, it's been busy, busy around here. We're uh, scheduling lots of speaking, mostly for Jennifer Powers, uh, the wonderful author of O Shift and her O Shift keynote. And, uh, you know, we've been all around already and uh, scheduling forward for the uh, rest of spring, summer, and even into fall and winter. Um, And if you have never heard Jen speak, she is. top tier she's she's the best of the best she's an amazing speaker uh she goes to uh conferences and keynotes and she does a lot of trainings as well um and we uh you know one of the ways that that happens is we get uh, referrals from people like you so if you know of somebody that's in charge of a training or uh an event or a staff development things like that um Connect us. Uh, You can email me at at mark@oshift.com, and uh, we'd love to get Jen out to your part of the country, uh, your neck of the woods, and bring this life-changing material uh, to the people around you. And if you've never heard Jen speak, well, maybe we can uh, have you in the audience. That would be excellent. All right. Well, with that said, um, I want to get straight to this conversation I had just a little bit ago with the wonderful Alice Jordan Miles. Here we go.
1: My guest today is Alice Jordan Miles. Alice is the director of the Behavioral Health and Family Studies Institute. She's the project director of the Indiana Suicide Prevention Coalition and co chair of the Indiana State Suicide Advisory Council. In addition, Alice is a state suicide prevention specialist where she travels the state in providing trainings and consultation in suicide prevention, intervention, and postvention. In her current position as director of the Institute, Alice provides leadership throughout Indiana for concerns related to behavioral health and family studies. She has worked to help make suicide prevention efforts more culturally competent through spearheading suicide prevention and intervention in the African American and Latino communities. Alice, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much. I'm honored to be asked to be involved. I'm really excited to talk to your your listeners.
1: Yeah, super pleasure to have you on the show. Now, we, we talked for a moment before I set record, and it sounds like you are really busy. So this this conversation about suicide, I'm sure it's always an important topic, but what makes it rele- super relevant right now?
2: Well, unfortunately, there is a couple things. Number one, um, there's a recent series that is uh, happening now on Netflix, and it's called 13 Ways. And it's yeah. a movie that it's a fictional movie, it's a made up movie. Um it it is meant to raise awareness of suicide and frankly it hasn't.
1: <laughs> so and
2: it's uh, and Hannah, who's a future featured young lady on the on the series, it's not a real it's not real. But our kids are watching it and, you know, just like anybody who watches T V, you know, like They romanticize, they dream about being like someone they see on TV. And unfortunately, it's capturing the the attention of our young folks who perhaps are contemplating suicide, having some sort of suicide ideation, some thoughts of suicide. And it really is triggering some unhealthy coping skills for those who do not reach out or search out other resources to deal with their life challenges.
1: Wow. Do you think that it was, when it was put on the air, it was meant to help, but instead it's sort of done the opposite? Well,
2: frankly, I, I can't even say it was meant to help because, yeah. you know, say for example, um, let's think of the movie Fast and Furious. Okay. You know, when they put that movie together, I'm sure they didn't start wrecking cars without talking to an expert. In regards to fast cars, right? They did not reach out to a professional. If they did, they were—they didn't spend their money very well, right? Um, because these producers and that edit- and um, and uh, the folks around this movie, you know, they could at least put, you know, like the one eight hundred two seven three talk line at the end of each series,
1: yeah. Or yeah. perhaps
2: you put more importantly. Shown the crisis text line,
1: are you finding that um there's a spike or what what sort of the reaction i mean you as a suicide prevention uh, counselor what do you, what kind of reaction are you finding
2: well i'm finding I just came back from a conference and um I had over fifty calls messages from parents from across the state, educators from across the state, asking, you know, what resources can you give me, Alice? This is really rampant. Kids are talking about this. And it's gotten to a point that this particular movies or series of movies or shows is now being talked about around the water cooler. Right. You know, because our kids are – this isn't the first suicide movie on Netflix, believe me, and I'm right. sure it won't right. be the last. But I think what's generating or perpetuating this all – is that social media. You know, one kid sees it and you put it out on Instagram, a hundred people see that instantly.
1: Yeah, things have changed.
2: Yes, oh, absolutely, and even on
1: YouTube.
2: I mean, unfortunately, you can see someone taking their life on YouTube. Unfortunately, wow. you can see someone cutting themselves to a point, and I don't mean to be graphic, to the point that the blood goes directly into the camera lens. YouTube has really done some great work in regards to stopping this stuff. But, you know, they can't stop it until somebody brings it to their attention that, uh, hey, something has been put on your website that you need to take it down. But this social media, oh, my gosh.
1: You also told me about a something that's happening right now that parents of the show, parents that are listening to the show should know about.
2: Yes, it's called a game called Blue Whale. It's an online suicide game. And believe it or not, it's, it's a competition. It starts off as a competition where the young folks are cutting themselves, self-injury. And what they're doing is that who can do, who can do a better cut, job in cutting themselves? And the ultimate goal, unfortunately, is suicide. It has already cost 100 lives. Oh, my God. It's an app. From what my research, my little research, I might add to your listeners, I just became aware of it uh, yesterday, um, that it's an app similar to it's a Angry ph-
1: Birds. It's, it's a phone app?
2: It's an app, yeah. It's a phone app, and it is a, a suicide challenge known as the blue whale, and it's ter- it's a terrifying online craze. It encourages youth to take their lives. And there's even, from what I've seen, it's an online social media group and it, it assigns daily tasks to its members that they have to complete within fifty days. It includes uh self harming which is cutting watching horror movies and waking up at unusual hours to do these unthoughtful acts and then on the fiftieth day the 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 game reportedly how can i say, reportedly instructs the youngsters to take their life Good Lord, yeah. Yeah, and when parents find out about this particular app, they go and take it off their kid's phone, and it's hacked their phone.
1: What does that mean? Exactly?
2: Meaning that it's extracting some of the information from their phone, and oh. even though it's deleted, the parents think that it's deleted. It's always on their phone.
1: Goodness gracious! And, and, I, and I'm looking online right now. I see that this is this isn't just in the U.S. This is this is all over the world.
2: They say it started again. My little research with little sleep I've gotten <laughs> um, is that uh, it started in Russia
1: and, and went from there. Now, what is, what are the natures of, of the phone calls and emails that you've been getting? Are they parents? I mean, there's parents, who, who, who or
2: educators, or school counselors, or therapists. You know, not all of us are hip to this social media. You know, I have two teenage daughters. They, t- uh, you know, and I'm also I'm I also am the the cool house where all the kids hang out at, right? Which is fine, except when I go to the grocery st- store and <laughs> my food bill is astronomical. But nonetheless, <laughs> you know, I'm also you know one of my daughters doesn't have a driver's license, and I'm always volunteering to carpool or to drive right. here and there. You right. know, I sit there and I you know I pretend I'm listening to my r- my radio, where in fact I'm listening to them,
1: right? Because that's right. where you I see- find
2: out my information.
1: Yeah, it keeps you in the game, doesn't it? It
2: does, it does. It yeah. keeps me well versed in the vocabulary that they use.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh where they're getting some of this information. You know you know, you know, as they my kids tell me, you know, Facebook is for old people. Okay, granted. <laughs> you know. I said, I'll take that. You know, yeah. but then you know, you're competing with you know, Snapchat, which, you know, people think you do something and it, it disappears in Snapchat heaven. You know, that's why parents can't really point out who's been bullying them. Yeah. Um, then you have, you know, Twitter. You have uh, Trunk. You have uh, all kinds. of all, I mean, it's too numerous to even right. call. And I would definitely encourage your listeners, if they ever get an opportunity, to go to a workshop or, or listen to a webinar that educates them on social media, whether you think you know it. I still would go, because it, it, what's last, what's yesterday's news is old news today.
1: And jo- and Alice, do they? If they contacted you, do you know of any, or just would you recommend? Oh yeah, you're on that? I literally.
2: I mean, I I uh, I do a, uh, I send out an email blast every two weeks that is full of mental health headline news. I also share information about webinars that are free, and that's what's so aggravating to me. There's so much good information and resources out there for people to listen to at their leisure, at their, you know, when the when they're able to sit down comfortably and listen to a webinar. It could be three o'clock in the morning, but a lot of these webinars, you know, they're they're, they're recorded or n- archived, and they're free. More importantly, I also uh, inform them of various trainings. Articles they they need to read, you know, where they need to go in their community to get information. I mean, it's endless. And I send it out uh, every two weeks. It may not be applicable to everybody, but it's worth a look at.
1: I can tell listeners, right now that's how I found you. I was telling you before, um, I think we must have somehow connected when we were in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's how I found you. I tracked you down. But yeah, I get those blasts and they have all kinds of information. So I I really liked it because I think when we talk about the blue whale, the 13 Mm -hmm. ways or these different ways that, youth are getting, getting these ideas, um, I think it alarms a lot of parents. It alarms a lot of youth educators. And I also like to, okay, now that you're alarmed, here's what you can do. So I like, right. I like how right. you have resources. So I right, I Equip
2: yourself. That. Yeah, equip yourself with the resources and, you know, look it up and, you know, definitely Google it. I would definitely encourage you to Google it. Having no information is what you should be aware of or be frightened of as a parent. You need to have these open conversations. You really do need to have these open conversations with your with your kid because if they're not talking to you, they're talking to someone else that's not being safeguarded by an adult.
1: And so you're you're trying to have conversations with your kids. How involved should we be in getting I mean looking at their phones and looking at their technology? Is that stepping to, Is that well, stepping over the line?
2: That's no, it's not stepping over the line. I'm paying the bill. That's how I put it <laughs> to my kids. I'm yeah. paying the bill, and you know a lot of the phones you can't extract information because it's fingertip guarded, and when with the, and I think that's applicable only to the iPhone, I believe. But I tell my kids, you know, you know I have you know two honor students, you know, but I also have a son that's addicted to heroin. Yeah. And I have a, you know, and we're a family that prays together, eats together. You know, this is my son who's 26 now. He had a full ride to go to college to play soccer. And, you know, he had a $500-a-day addiction. Still oh. does to my, you know, knowledge. And it, I don't care, you know, addiction, suicide, oh. all those kinds of things. You know, they see no color. They see no economic background. Right. You know, and I thought I had a really good reputation with my kids, and especially with right. my son being first born. You know, many times, you know, I go to bed just – you know, being angry at God, as silly as that sounds, mm-hmm. right. you know, as silly as that sounds, you know, why, why, you know, I do so much for other people. Yeah. Where the fact was, when I was out saving other people, I wasn't saving my own kid. Yeah. That's the realization that I've come to. And it's always good to be stewards, uh, to help other people, but you can't really forget about your own. And I did yeah. that.
1: Well, and it's in all fairness, I think the point also is that, all kids are susceptible, and I think that you know when you're talking about youth, you're, you're talking about just an, an age when they're very su- they're very susceptible to mm-hmm. outside influences. And I and I so I wa- I wondered about that. And I I thought I would ask you. I mean, what is it about youth? Because I remember when I was in high school, and this is well before social media. Mm-hmm. Suicide was a big issue in my high school. Suicide has always been a big issue for that teen age population. What makes that age or does it?
2: Well the, the thing is it? two out of three teens with depression don't get treatment. And you know, suicide risk in teens is is mostly clear, is most clearly linked to seven mental health conditions. And they can can co occur together or they can be individualized. And we're talking about depression, major depressive disorder, and when I talk say that, that's like being depressed for more than two weeks. You have conduct disorder, bipolar, eating disorders. Anxiety disorder, schizophrenia, substance use disorder. And those are just common health conditions, mental health conditions that our teens are faced with. And But see, the thing is, we as society do not look at treatment as a viable option. And treatment is effective for 8 out of 10 people with depression. And no single approach works for everyone. You know, I often get phone calls from parents that say, you know, oh, yeah, I tried counseling. It's not for Johnny. Well, Mom, let me ask you something. If, you took jo- if Johnny broke his leg and Johnny had to have a cast on his leg and he had that cast on for five weeks and you took him back to the hospital and took the cast off and his leg still was broken, would you not put another cast on him? Absolutely not. Yes, you would put another cast on him. Same thing with therapists and counselors. If the first one doesn't work, go find another one. We need to start utilizing and showing that same energy as we do any as we do for our physical health. We need to have that same momentum for our mental health.
1: And and for whatever reason, I and I don't know what it is, and I because it's come up in so many different conversations that I've had on this show. It's like what is it that keeps us from getting that kind of help? Because it's, it's not just suicide. Well, because it's you know
2: so why? Let me tell you. Because we, we identify what those, those uh, disorders that I just spoke to about, we interpret them as normal adolescent mood swings. Ooh. You know, we often look at that as being, you know, lazy. They're having a poor attitude. You know, they're just having, you know, they're just going through that phase, immaturity, especially among our boys. And and frankly, who wants... I mean, I don't know. I mean, as a parent, I don't want to know... I don't want my kid to be depressed. Right. I don't want to be faced with that fact that my kid is depressed or schizophrenic or is a cutter or is attempted suicide. Yeah. You know, suicide risk factors, they happen over a period of a time, over time. While warning signs come at... They come at more of an imminent risk, uh, imminent suicide risk. So if you see... For example, like in Oregon, you don't have very many sunny days, do
1: you? We do not. Okay.
2: So you have seasonal depression. Right. Okay. So it just takes that Susie who, for example, got notified that day that, you know, she didn't get into University of Oregon, that all her sisters and siblings went through, and her mom and dad and her grandparents met there and wed there, got caught cheating. Yeah. didn't make it on the homecoming court. It just takes those little things to put Susie over the edge. Right, right.
1: I mean, she All may right.
2: be a, a vibrant young lady, you know, head of her, you know, president of the student council, um, you know, works at the Boys and Girls Club to volunteer. But when those things compiled with one another, and then when you have access to lethal means, oh, my gosh, you at, you talk about adding fuel to the fire.
1: What are we looking for? So you just described, you know, every kid, and so mm-hmm. what are we looking for? Well,
2: if a person, like, for example, if you have a kid that is inquiring, you know, one of the things I, I do, I do training all over there, and one of the things I say very first before I start my training is one thing I can't teach you is your intuition. Mm-hmm. Just, I just can't teach you that. If a person talks about, young person talks about 12, 13-year-old, mom how do I become an organ donor? That's something that makes you go, hmm. Okay? Granted, maybe he wants to be an organ donor. Maybe there was a presentation in his science class. But that's something that makes you go, hmm, something that makes you want to inquire a little bit more. Perhaps they're talking about killing themselves. Now, they might not wake up to you and say, I've decided to kill myself today. No, that's not how maybe they'll say it. But maybe they could. They would say, you know what? Sometimes I don't feel like waking up in the morning. Expressing no reason to live yeah. or perhaps being a burden saying that they're a burden to others. Feeling trapped or expressing this unbearable pain that they're experiencing. And then, you know, the behavioral changes, you know, increased use of alcohol or drugs, looking looking for a way to end their life. Like searching online, I mean, that's another big thing that parents should do is look at the history of Google searches on your kid's computer. Um, Acting recklessly, withdrawing from activities, isolating themselves from family and friends, sleeping too much, too little, visiting or calling people to say goodbye, giving away prized possession. Some of these things sound like normal teen behaviors. But again, it's something that make that should make you go hmm. And one of the things I also say in my trainings, and I say to individuals, is that Johnny, you seem a lot withdrawn lately. You used to always come out and help set the table for dinner. You know, I see you just leaving some of your video games just laying around, and you always, you know, took care of stuff. You know, I just seem like you're a little bit withdrawn. Is something going on? Are you thinking about hurting yourself? Johnny's immediate reaction will sh- it tells you a thousand words.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Now their immediate response could be, "What are you talking about? I'm just having a bad day, Mom. Don't you know? As my as my kids don't spaz out, Mom. You know. <laughs> or their me their response. You got to look at them. Yeah. And they're looking at you like, wow, it must be, you know, the kids probably thinking, "Wow, well, I've been given a lot of obvious
1: clues." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Their mere reaction to you speaks volumes.
1: Sounds so, so it sounds like the first step is sort of engaging them verbally right. and, and gathering more information. What what if since most, you know, we're not counselors in that point, what do we what, where, where do we go from there for like, "Oh my god?"
2: Well, first and foremost, I would Definitely, you know, you know, not all us parents have great relationship with our kids. Right. Encourage them to talk to somebody. And parents, don't be upset if you're not the person they choose to talk to. Mm-hmm. What you want to encourage is that they're talking to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, and encourage counseling therapists. You know, as a parent myself, I was really upset that my kids didn't want to talk to me. You know, it's not right. about me. And parents, they have to understand it's not about them. It's about their kid. Therefore, when they choose to talk to a guidance counselor or a coach or maybe another friend's parents, don't be upset by it. Don't be upset by it. Don't be that you felt like you've been dissed or whatever.
1: Are you demanding that they talk to somebody?
2: Well, I just say, you know what, perhaps, Johnny, you don't want to talk to me, you know, because I'm your parent. Yeah. And you feel like I'm going to hold you accountable for something not working right in your brain or in your body. Yeah. And see, one of the other things is, is that we have to understand is that the brain is just like any other organ in the body. And we have to treat it just as such.
1: Tell me what you mean.
2: Meaning that, you know, if, if just because you can't see the brain broken breaking down doesn't mean that it's any less viable than an arm breaking, breaking. Or a foot, or a leg, or anything like that.
1: I want to. I want to make sure because our time is ticking away here. I want to make sure that I'm clear because I, I know parents are really tuned in right now uh, to what we're talking about. So we've we've pushed them to talk to somebody. Are we are we good at that point? But ha- or, or what kind of follow up? Well,
2: we you Secondly, what you want to do is that when you have your count or find a therapist or counseling, and hopefully you find someone that you that you're both comfortable with, the first session is a family counseling session, and then uh, second, encouraging those lines of communication with your child, getting involved, looking at their computer. Whether you feel like you're stepping over the line of their privacy, well, you know what you can. You can worry about infringing on their privacy after they move out of your house, of course, kids are going your kids are going to be mad at you, believe me, they're going to be mad at you, but you know what I'm i I am more than positive that every one of your listeners would rather that would rather have their kids be mad at them for two, three months than having to go visit their gravesite for
1: the rest of their lives. Yes, of course, yes, absolutely.
2: just fostering that positive connection. To them to a peer or a teacher, a coach, and also you know creating that safe environment at home, meaning when when Johnny or Susie says you know i'm just I'm just not feeling all that great, you know we our parents' response is like, What are you talking about? You know you have a beautiful home." You know, you have everything you've ever wished for. You know, when I was your age, I had to walk right. three miles. No, throw that out the window. Don't be using that anymore. <laughs> and you know what? We need to help start helping our kids to cultivate problem solving skills. Because yeah. this generation, ha- and, 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 and I did a training not too long ago, and this lady said to me, It's not all teens. No, it's not. I'm not saying all teens. But right. this generation has no coping or resiliency skills because they want it now and they want it right now. And if right, they don't, right. oh, gosh, they have, the, they have the worst life ever. But keeping open communication, especially regarding their mental health issues. And the thing is, we in the home, you got to stop using, you know, that cray, that person's schizo. That's crazy. They're cray-cray. Oh. No, you know, we got overcoming the stigma is the, how we – refer to it and the the language that we use like when someone takes their life by suicide don't say committed suicide Mm. you say died by suicide because someone commits murder someone commits rape and that's part of that negative connotation surrounding mental health
1: well you know what you brought up is um, really goes back to what so many of my topics do is is open communication with your children and, and always promoting that because that's uh, it's a, it's the best way to you, for you to form a relationship but also to find out what's going on. Right.
2: And can I real quickly just add a couple of great resources to your listeners? Please. Um, www.lookupindiana.org, www.thetrevorproject.org, and that's for the LGBTQ community. And that is the fastest-growing attempters and individuals dying by suicide, especially those who are transgender. Another great resource for our parents, www.afsp.org, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And then reaching out to me, my email is a at ipfw.edu again it's jordan a at Edu, and folks i literally literally have a million dollars worth of resources in my office or if you'd like to be added to my listserv, just send me an email i'd be more than happy to send it to you
1: alice i'm, I'm truly grateful for that i, I love that um, i love connecting Parents and, and youth advocates with resources, and it sounds like you have an open door to, to having people contact you. I really appreciate that.
2: Yes, and believe me, parents, you will be very happy to look up to review Look Up Indiana because they have a lot of scenarios, all the way from cutting to, to suicide attempts, body image issues, anxiety, things of that nature, and it's a great resource for parents to use as well as youth.
1: And you already told me before we recorded that you are uh, getting a request for interviews and phone calls and emails. So I do appreciate so much that you took the time to um, have this conversation with me and share information with our listeners. I appreciate it so much. It's so wonderful to talk to you, Alex.
2: Well, thank you very much. I'm honored to talk to you and your listeners.
1: All right. Thanks again. Bye-bye.
0: I just loved my conversation with Alice. She is just so down-to-earth, and, of course, the work that she does Must keep her grounded because um, it's very sobering but important uh, to provide information and help to you, the parents of teens and uh, teen advocates. Hey, listen, if you're thinking of becoming a facilitator of the O-Shift for Teens Workshop Kit or the O-Shift Workshop Kit, it's easy to do. Just head to oshift.com, and if you've never been there, there's all kinds of good things for you to look up, Uh, but one of them is how to become a facilitator One of the things we did is make it very inexpensive for you to do that because we know that many of you are working for organizations that are on a very, very tight budget. So we wanted to give you powerful content so you could lead workshops and um, that you can teach the either youth or adults that you work with around uh, friends, whatever, and uh, do so without uh, stretching your budget. So check it out. If you have questions after you've looked at the website, then... Feel free to email me at marketoshift.com and I'm here to answer all your questions. Excited, we just were at an event here in Oregon where we had 42 new facilitators that will be facilitating uh, the OSHIFT for Teens workshop kit throughout the state of Oregon and after-school programs. So exciting when those sorts of things happen, and um, I'd like for you to be able to be part of that as well. Thanks so much for joining me today. And uh, we have another great show for you in two weeks. So be sure to join me uh, when that happens. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.